That's some great. air. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. It's great. Armstrong's like, she has a hot tub. So she's like, uh, I bought some robes for the hot tub. Would you like some? Wow. <laughs> Very cool. Living. Perfect. Okay. Um, ready to rock. All right. Cool. <laughs> 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 Gotta get that out. Okay. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker. We're back um, after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, we had some special episodes, uh, of course, highlighting Sarah's Lucy book, which if you haven't gotten it yet, you must, must, must. Um, and of course, we took a little break for the strike, um, solidarity all there. Um, but we're back and this is still Enough Wicker, uh, a podcast where we use some pretty tough words for someone buying eclairs as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 164th episode in the series, Rose Loves Miles. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Yeah, many dollar signs. <laughs> it is funny where you're like, oh, wait, this is, you actually have to read this episode title to really get the joke. But uh, no, I really like it. I feel like it's, um, it's layered. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. I'm so excited we're back. This is so it's like, you know, it's like old muscle memory back again. I know. So. We're really uh we're really finding out a, a way to maximize the seventh season. It was pretty much accidental, but that like really worked out great. Thanks for uh suffering for many, many months, writers. Yeah, um, we just uh we caused the strike. Can you imagine? Oh my god. Go oh, Fran. I love it. Um, but yeah, so Larry, what do you think of this episode? I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, I don't have a whole lot of like scholarly observations, a couple things. I mean, of course there is the, um, you know, it's, it's a layered reveal. I think when Miles confesses to Rose, like why he's being freaking frugal. Um, and that I think actually does tie into like a lot of, you know, policy and, um, just retirement worries that a lot of people still have. Um, and, and, you know, we've talked a lot about Reagan and all of that. We, and I'm sure we will get more into that. Um, but for the most part, I feel like this is just like a funny, funny episode. All, all of my, uh, so many of my notes are just like quotes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel the same way. But no, there absolutely is. And like you said, we'll get into it a little bit later, but there absolutely is that reality. And it's not even just Reagan. It's more of just the fact that, you know, we have better medical care. So people are also right. living. <laughs> right it's like a it's a it's a, a totally um real thing so I think it's funny because this is sort of like mostly like a a jokey fun episode but typical of the golden girls like it still sort of sneaks in those real issues for um older people yeah um I feel like from the very beginning though it's just like so funny when when Dorothy and Blanche are kind of like discussing Dorothy going on a cruise which also I'll say that I feel like normally when B. Arthur isn't there, which doesn't happen a whole lot, but happens here and there, you really miss her. Um, yeah. And I think in this one, of course, I would always like to see her, but I feel like she's not, uh, her presence or her, her lack of presence, I guess, isn't yeah. as felt. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. And then so far, I mean, she's already had two off-screen dates this season, right? Like, yeah. this is interesting thinking about, a you know. three-day cruise. <laughs> Exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's like piloting uh, Golden Palace a little bit um, in this it's last. True. Yeah, which is funny. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> from the whole beginning, it's like those tiny little stop you up tablets. I mean, that's like, that's my favorite. I was like, what a great name. That should literally be the brand name of those. Um, that whole, the Cole Cruise discussion is really hilarious. Yeah. Don't forget to moan. He helps keep a man focused. 
Oh God. Yeah. That's pretty risque. Um, and then the, the instructions for Sophia, I love when she's like to be fed twice a day, yeah. no liquids after 10 Blanche's little helper. It's just so funny. And then like Sophia immediately decides she's going to be trouble. Yes, um, yeah. It's great. It's funny. Cause like, this is the, I think this is the episode of like, where Sophia feels, you know, more again, like in this latter, the last season, she feels more of a caricature sometimes. And, and mm, this yeah. sort of particular really brings that out of like, you know, uh, fasten your seatbelt thing. I mean, it, that honestly, to be fair, that line never really worked for me. Like, I know it gets a big laugh, but it's like, like the torture for torture's sake kind of thing is kind of funny to me. Like, I, I kind of almost would have liked it if it was like, she was like, yeah, we're gonna have some fun. And then she just immediately starts sort of disobeying things anyway, instead of like declaring it, I guess. Does that make yeah, sense? I yeah, I see that. Yeah, I definitely, I, I see that. And actually, I think that like in practice, initially, we'll get to the ridiculousness of like, <laughs> the later part. But like when she's like rifling through the box and I actually love when she's like, nothing. <laughs> no, I like so That's funny. funny. And it's like, okay, you're taking advantage of the fact that, yeah. like, Dorothy's not there and you can't normally get to her Absolutely. stuff. Like, you know, it works. But yeah, I, I definitely I feel like that's true. And what's odd, well, it's not odd. I think it is, like, kind of just a ridiculous, the word, the phrase, slut puppy is, uh, you nice. know, that's big. <laughs> um, I feel like that's kind of made for merch. And so I feel like there's a lot of, like, <laughs> golden girl stuff with that on it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But again, in you know, we've discussed this so many times, like it's not, it wasn't intentional. I mean, if it, if this, if this episode had been written in 2023, that absolutely would have been written specifically to like put on a, a tote bag. But oh. like, and it's just a funny turn of phrase that like kind of works for the character and 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 joking around with Blanche. So um, but yeah, the, the slut puppy for sure is probably the most yeah like used um one of the top three like sophia lines i guess yeah <laughs> meanwhile uncle clucks tastes just like chicken all you can eat buffet i haven't seen that on nothing i'm sure chris <laughs> will put that on a I was like, hey, chris gal is the one yeah golden girls posters is the one to put that on a on a shirt so uh, i'm sure he's listening to this episode right now and whipping something up as we speak <laughs> All the power in our, our control, you know, with, um, you know, I said that on a previous episode and he immediately made a t-shirt, which I bought. So it's a really good business system we've got. It is. Yeah. It's a vertical integration. Yeah. All that. <laughs> Although we're not getting kickback. So it's just honest endorsement. Of- <laughs> yeah, it really is. I'm actually spending money on these shirts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the, yeah, the Uncle Clucks, like, I mean, the way that again also miles in this episode is a caricature too right like he like they're basically like in this later season they're like we know these characters miles has been around we've already done a ridiculous storyline with him he's back to being miles what yeah. else do we introduce as like a challenge in their relationship right so he becomes really goofy but like but again like like you said it's like it delivers really great lines like you know i could still smell those cajun drumsticks i'm not surprised you put one in each pocket <laughs> It's pretty funny. Like it really works very, very well. Um, and especially like Rose's actual sort of grief over it. Yeah. Um, right, which of course sets up this like tight man bit, which is like... I'm just the opposite. I love that. <laughs> and then like what's funny though, I think like, you know, that whole bit is so funny. But then when she does it again and she's like, Oh Rose, when did you get in? It's like 
God, she just really, really, really shines in that scene. Um, really does, especially because she emphasizes the second love type man. That's really great. Right with money, dump him. I mean, yeah, dump him. I love that. So flat, so dry. Um, well, and then like, and then I feel like this. It's revealed and it's it is funny, like the freaking frugal. I think the theater of the living is actually like so smart <laughs> with free refreshments. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's like, I mean, it's so funny because all right, so let's get let's get into the, the tight man. <laughs> like I said, I think you know, they're there is such a squeeze but he does specifically there's there's a squeeze because of policy the reagan years bush years etc but also you know he specifically says he only budgeted to 80 right Right. and i think that's like there there's countless um documentation about that right of just like okay especially when you set up you know people who are you know boomers and this generation you know greatest generation etc at the time of this um episode is like yeah they're probably some of the first people that really started like truly saving in that way and like having a plan that of course was only to the life expectancy that was expected which was far less than what it actually turned out to be so I think that's really fascinating to think about it like oh my my plan is basically to be dead at a certain point because I'm gonna run out of money I mean that's that's wild that's really wild yeah no, it really is. And, you know, that I think that's still definitely that's still something that happens. And I think it's obviously like, you know, maybe this is fairly obvious, but like if you have more money at some point, you start to realize like, oh, I'm still alive. Like I better start like, you know, uh-huh. spending differently. But if you have less money and even if you have private savings, which you have to or you basically have nothing, yeah. um, then what? And, you know, I think like. I think that Miles, as you sort of uh, mentioned, like Miles' economic status is not super clear to us because like, is he a college professor? Is he an informant? Is he an accountant? I'm not really sure. But anyway, like, I think we're meant to assume that he's maybe a step above Rose, but not very much in terms of like savings. Um, And so- I don't know. I think it's interesting because my first note after this conversation is like, could Rose not just pay sometimes, you know, like if she wants to chip Absolutely. in or whatever, that's her problem. And that ultimately like is what they discuss. Um, yeah. When Miles is like, yes, yes, you could. It's so great. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I, yeah, I think it's a real, it's a real problem that a lot of people continue to face. And it's actually like really, um heavy when you think about it but nothing about it ever is heavy even when they have the real conversation at the restaurant I think they kind of like they do a very surface level uh picture of it um but obviously like we are gonna like we need to talk about the depth of it yes for sure and I think um there's this interesting book called being mortal that was written by a physician that like is talking about the way, particularly in the United States, that we sort of approach end of life and that, you know, there are a lot of procedures these days that can sort of keep you keeping on, but your quality of life might not be that great, right? Like basically having surgeries or procedures being done or whatnot to like 
sustain you a little bit more. And this doctor's argument is like, we should really picture that because like, he's like my, in my experience, um, you know, a lot of people do these procedures just because like, that's, you know, that's what the doctor's like, Oh, by all means, like, let's keep people alive, but they're not thriving and they're not enjoying themselves. But all of those procedures, right. They just fucking empty the bank. (laughs) And it's like, like you said, even if you're really well off, you're almost like, you have to budget for this like five to 10 year span in your like old, old age where like all these things could potentially happen to you and to mitigate them because of America and not having like healthcare. It's just like, it just drains your bank account. It's, it's right, wild. Totally. Yeah. I actually just recently went to an event where I was sitting with um some people who work in like social work and hospice and they were like, we were having this conversation specifically about like elderly people and they were just like yeah it's really hard you know obviously that's a tough line of work anyway but like because we also don't talk about death frankly and we don't really do end of life stuff until it's like the actual only option rather than like considering palliative care a little bit earlier and like maybe you won't live as long but you'll probably have like a better quality of life in certain circumstances obviously this isn't universally applicable um but it's hard it's hard to get like policymakers to do it. it's hard to get like the medical field behind it part of that is certainly because of the money um and also because like i think you know in the west in particular we have such a uh I don't know, sort of a narrow view of death. And like, it's hard to, you know, that's not, that's not even meant to be critical. I think it's just like, it's hard to evolve your position on that. Um, And to rail against it as, as we'll see, um, you know, Dorothy say to Sophie in the, I think the next episode, actually. Yes, that's right. That's right. Actually. What a little teaser clip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But actually, yeah. So connecting the two, you know, uh, storylines, I do love when Sophia's like, never be burdened to children in old age on her to-do list. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) It's really great. (laughs) uh, But yeah, it's like, I, I do enjoy that. You know, I mean, it it does seem a very Sophia thing, right. To, to sort of make peace with it um, and, and have this adventure. And I also enjoy the big budget, right. To get her to go all the way to Sicily. Yeah. They're (laughs) loving those like external shots. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of stock footage, of course, but that still costs money, especially at this time. And a donkey, you know? Yeah. The donkey. I mean, I feel like this entire storyline is to get first the visual of Sophia on the donkey and then later the visual of Blanche on the donkey, which like, (laughs) I also really, really love Guido with the beer. He's like, Like, it's so perfect. Right. And that's like probably what he would really be doing. Um, Absolutely. Oh my God. um, When Blanche initially tells Sophia, like when they read the list and Blanche tells Sophia to go, you know, write a long letter in the bedroom. It reminds me yeah. so much of babysitting. I used to babysit um, when I was in high school. I babysat every day. I babysat three kids under three, which is honestly wild that someone left a 16-year-old with those yes. that. That's but anyway. Not all the time. Um, a lot of my every day. I'm like, I'm not qualified. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like, oh my God. But I would always be like, do you want to watch like Mary Poppins or some movie that's like, you know, three hours long? <laughs> Like I would right. always try to be like, what if we like, what if we just like read quietly, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like it reminds me so much of trying to like trick little kids into doing low lift <laughs> activities. Yeah. Um, We're going to do this thing where I lay down on the ground. I'm, I'm sleeping and you need to try to be as quiet as possible. Yeah. Who can be the quietest? <laughs> yeah, that's so great. <laughs> 
Oh boy. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a funny journey. And I just, I also, you know, I do admire the quality in Sophia of just like, I'm going to get this done. Right. And it's like, it's obviously all for a laugh, but it is kind of interesting where you're just like, I have to make peace. Right. And it's like having an, having unfinished business is like such a big joke, right. With ghosts and things like that at end of life. So it's, I, it's great. And it's like the perfect joke that Guido's just like, whatever, don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. When she, um, uh, I feel like also like she goes to Sicily and gets back in like, I don't know, two and a half days. Like there's so much, so oh, many yeah. holes in that, um, in that <laughs> travel timeline. Um, but it's great. I think like also Blanche does a really good job. Rue does a really good job playing like panicked. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, and then, oh my God, one of my favorite lines of all time is when Blanche is like, do you remember what she was like when you lost her keys? And Rose is like, she uprooted a mighty sequoia. And like the delivery of that line and like where her eyes go, like that eyes eyes. like look to the side, you know? Um, oh, like she's remembering something really <laughs> scary and traumatic. Um, I just I love it. I love it so much. Um honestly, I have a I have a line like listed. I was like, the uprooted mighty sequoia line is funny, but it's not as funny as Rose's eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and then like obviously Angelo comes in, which is great. There's actually three phrases from this episode that I use in my everyday life all the time. Um, one is sweets for my sweet, sweets for the sweet, um, <laughs> which I often say when I'm buying candy for myself. <laughs> um I do the same intonation of like nothing. Yeah. And, um <laughs> I always say moving on. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. I thought you were gonna say, are you telling me I shaved my shoulders for nothing? <laughs> no, that doesn't work its way into my daily life that much. Strange. <laughs> That's strange to me. <laughs> um, it's really, it's really good. I mean, it's like it's so skeevy and weird, but again, like this is just a goofy episode. So I really love that they're just like, Yeah, 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 we need built Dana in this. Like, let's let's write something for Angelo. <laughs> yeah throw them in <laughs> it's so fun it's so perfect um but yeah I mean it's like you know the, everything resolves itself at the you know the end credits are really weird so weird you do get Blanche on the donkey like you said so uh yeah but it's great I mean it's you know it's just a very fun uh storyline and like you said a ton of great uh great lines like like eh, live under this <laughs> yeah oh my god so good and when b arthur comes back and rose is like basically trying to you know kind of distract her and she I kind know. of gets a little attitude and she's like did the captain let you wear his hat i know <laughs> she's like answer my question um it's so great it's perfect yeah like this is what rose would pick to distract right yeah um <laughs> Also, okay, so let's go, let's talk about the rich friends from Texas. Um, So the first thing I wanted to just like say is that I feel like, so Blanche kind of jokes and is like cheat on him, you know, like whatever, it's funny. And then it's like, well, it's just one night out with my rich friends from Texas, which like could easily not be cheating, you know, like it doesn't have to be a double date just because it's Blanche is on a date with the one guy, you know? Exactly. I mean, there's, there's all of these, especially for these women that are like kind of obsessed of like, oh, well, we always have to be partnered up, right? Where they're always like, there's so many episodes where they have to have a date, but it's like, 
the date can just be an an you know an escort, a small e escort, not not like right. a yeah. you know what I mean? But like, but yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just doing Blanche a favor, like my friends are in town. But of course it's never like that with Blanche. So Right. <laughs> but yeah, I actually don't I think it's too silly when she goes like, I'm gonna cheat on Miles. Like it's yeah. like it's very it's it's bonkers and it's like yeah, I don't know. It kind of, for me, it's kind of like the fasten your seatbelt thing where it's like, yeah, it kind of works. Like I can see, but like for the characters, for me, they're too caricature-ish. Yeah, I think that's that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, it's also like, I don't know. It's a bit out of character, the whole thing. Like Rose, like, yeah, I think it's fine to be like complaining that she's like, it's not, I feel like it's more believable when she's uh, upset that it's not very exciting between um yes it doesn't seem very her to be like why aren't we going to like fancy restaurants um I think like coupons and all of that like that is like that is more believable to me um but I don't know I feel like it's kind of like it just it doesn't totally add up you you have such a good point with that because while the line that's is really funny that where she's like it's kind of nice not having to holler your order into the clown's mouth like I didn't even think about that fact that like no Rose would be the person who would love to holler an order yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about she wants to go to Mr. Haha she doesn't need to go to like you know the fancy uh um filet mignon place all the time so yeah right. that, that's a really good point but it's like it's kind of funny because it doesn't really work with her goofy childlike character um yeah so well I love so Miles obviously runs into her he's really upset you know <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it's off to the feet of the living um and then so they go to this restaurant and I love the maitre d at the front when these like hey Carl Weber's eating like that yeah, totally it's really pretty funny it's really well delivered too like he doesn't have much but he really shines um and I did do the inflation calculation on the 1850, uh, the trout. Um, and that's about $42. So this is a nice restaurant. Yeah, that's right, right. I don't know how much the iced tea costs, but <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's so good. Oh my God. That's like such a fun, like, you. I don't know. I just, I love the, um, <laughs> this is a special night. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> take this water away <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh boy but yeah it's uh it, it's like going back to the the date thing you know um I mean it's like <laughs> also like the the by the way Blanche have a large tuckus like there's like weird <laughs> bar mitzvah joke in there <laughs> like, yeah. set up an inclusion like it, it doesn't quite work right it sets up the whole pretty tough words for somebody buying eclairs but um but yeah, it's like, it's it's very bizarre. I'm glad it's resolved more quickly. It, like it, you know, it just moves the action along that he like sort of quote unquote catches her with these people. <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's mostly light. It's mostly funny, even if it's not like wholly believable. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I also, I mean, there are a lot of really great cracks like humming. It's free music, Miles. I think you'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez but yeah um the other line too is like you know when Dorothy returns uh talking about like the casino on board I lost four dollars how much mm-hmm. is that in, 
<laughs> you know what? I actually have my handy dandy calculator up. Let me check. <laughs> it would be $9. Okay. <laughs> wow. Watch out, B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting as a gambling addict that that's all she lost, but okay. <laughs> as I know, right? Sure. Maybe she's lying about it. It's very simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny, right? This is like, again, like the lightheartedness. You're like, yeah, we're just going to throw out what, you know, we're going to throw whatever storyline presently sticks to these characters and immediately forget it the next time. (laughs) (laughs) But that's great. That's what, that's what the show is all about. Um, But yeah, I think it's super fun. And, uh, you know, again, despite the caricatures, it made me laugh a hell of a lot, which is not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's very season seven, like wacky. 90s but i i do love it (laughs) awesome you got anything else no all right well thanks for coming back with us uh back back in action uh join us next time we're going to discuss treasure maps and dumb peckawoods (laughs) take care everybody